0: Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast, I'm your host Missy, thank you for listening. In this episode we have two of our digital brand strategists, Sam and Ruth, and Pat as always, and myself, we interviewed some of the attendees from our Harvard Digital Academy that we had last week. And it was oh my gosh, so much awesome information. We had um, we talked about brand ambassador programs with one client. We talked about next door, which we've never really focused on.
1: No, on a podcast before. Blog content, um, a lady who travels to France all the time, an apparel company, lots of, lots of different stuff. And <laughs> I think we learned just as much as, as the attendees did at HDA through these.
0: So let's get into this week's episode number ninety one: Hubbard Digital Academy ambassadors, blogging, next door, and more. This episode is sponsored by Popcorn. Throwing a party and looking for a unique and delicious tasty treat? Weddings, company parties, corporate thank you gifts, whatever the occasion, Popcorn has a perfect complement to your event. Over 70 flavors to choose from. Call or go online to order. Popcornmn.com. We met with Kim and Madison from Casual Panache in this session. they One of the brands that they work on is a brand called 1571 degrees Fahrenheit. And it's actually interesting. It's like the temperature of a campfire. And they have some really cool features that they talked about in this episode and how they're marketing that with everything from brand ambassador programs to social media content and more. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about the brand that you work with? Sure.
2: So my name is Kim Nimskern, and I am the CEO of a company called Casual Panache. Um, we have three different lines, all that we have launched internally. So they all are were created within our company, um, and the one that we're here to talk about today is our fifteen seventy one degrees Fahrenheit line. Uh, and just a little bit of background: fifteen degrees Fahrenheit is fifteen seventy one degrees Fahrenheit. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> talking too fast. Um, is the average uh, temperature of a campfire. So that just kind of tells you a little bit about that. But we'll, we'll talk more. I'll let uh, Maddie introduce herself.
3: So my name is Madison Beekner. I am the brand manager for 1571. Uh, that was my baby. And then I kind of took on brand manager for the other ones. This and what
0: are the other brands as well?
3: Uh, so Click and Curl, which launched about seven years ago, Kim's first product line is a detachable hair Round brush, so you can get that at-home salon-quality below Love that. Love it too. Yes, need <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is Gifts a Gab, which is a um, embellishment um, line. So it's a uncommon way to give a common gift. So we have cute cans with it. all different cans. Yeah, so they're kind of funny and then you're like okay what is this but then inside is just filled with so many great trinkets oh or my graduation gosh, gifts ideas. and That's then super the super fun booklets you can turn a Bag or a gift into a 3D uh, character, so unicorn, monsters, reindeer, Santas, all of that. So okay. super fun. All of these lines have that wow factor.
4: And and are you selling those online, or do you have a storefront, or?
3: We do not have a storefront. Okay. Um, so we do have a website.
2: obviously. Yep. Excellent. And, okay. Uh, and we do sell to a number of other retailers. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm right and so your overall brand is called casual panache and then so do you have separate sites for each of the different brands we do yes gotcha. mm-hmm. so it's 1571 what was it like to build that site and launch it or is the site up yet because this is a whole new brand correct
2: it is a new brand uh, we launched uh, late summer last year yeah. um, so I mean I guess it's a year old but still very new, yeah. very new. Oh right no, we get that very very new yeah. um, but yeah this the site's up but we continue to make improvements and mm-hmm. I mean just this week we were we were uh asking are we on the right platform do we need to increase the 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 platform uh subscription that we use to the next level what platform is it on can i ask squarespace we're using squarespace right now -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. Now
2: it's the our click and curl which has been around like i said for seven years you know we've grown to a place with that one we use uh wordpress and right yeah Yeah.
0: okay so So for 1571 because i want to focus on that one tell me a little bit more about the, the concepts and you, you teased a little bit before we jumped on the podcast so I want to know more.
2: Yes. So as I mentioned 1571 degrees Fahrenheit is the average temperature of a campfire so the whole premise behind this line is to uh, create tools and accessories for a campfire, right? To help make a campfire more enjoyable. And the one that we've launched with is called the Beer caramelizer.
4: Uh, can you say that again, just for the audience? Because I'm sure they are questioning whether they heard that right.
2: It is a Beer caramelizer. Uh, so what it is essentially is the alcohol version of roasting marshmallows. So marshmallows taste one way out of a bag, different when roasted, both yummy but different. Right. Yeah. Well, the same is true of a craft beer or a cocktail when you uh, essentially roast the, the poker, heat the poker over the fire, plunge it into your cocktail or your beer for just a couple of seconds. The flash heat interacts with the sugars and the alcohol <gasps> and creates a new flavor experience.
0: I have oh, never even yeah. heard of that before. Yeah. So what is your strategy? So you've been around for about a year promoting mm-hmm. this brand. Is I've been using social media, your website. What What does your strategy look like right mm-hmm. now? So primarily with our lines, we're, we're, our goal is B2B.
2: So we're oh, okay. you know reaching out and, and, oh. and working with other retailers. Um, although we do sell direct to consumer as well we sell on Amazon ourselves and okay we have our own website um, but our goal really is to get out of that market just provide the support and the education but um, but yeah to get it out to other retailers and we've had some good luck with both with all of our brands interestingly enough we tend to start um in the catalog area, so Uncommon Goods mm-hmm. uh, picked us up right away okay. and did fantastic with the brand. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the other...
3: Uh, we did Bespoke Post, which is a subscription mm-hmm. box for, um, yeah, it's we're on their shop. We did Hammacher uh, Schlemmer. I mm-hmm. don't know if you're familiar with that Himmacher one. Hammacher Schlemmer
2: is an old, old uh, catalog. It dates back years, and it's yeah, it's it's very cool. It has all kinds of unique things as well. But it's still that mm-hmm. mail order catalog, and interesting. Uh,
3: Amazon is that one always will do well. Right. Anything that's on Amazon always does well. And then we have. Um, We started, oh, a brain ambassador program not too long ago, Mm -hmm. which is super awesome, Mm -hmm. but we just got on Twitter now that Mm -hmm. we kind of have some establishment on uh, Instagram and Facebook. So we're slowly getting there. We didn't want to just jump right in. We Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of start and then slowly branch.
0: So if people want to check you guys out on social media, what are your handles?
3: Oh, uh, look like on Instagram. So Instagram is going to be 1571F. Facebook is going to be 1571F. Pinterest is 1571F. But Twitter is going to be 1571 Fahrenheit. Got it. So that is the Ooh, only Ooh, it got to
4: spell Fahrenheit. <laughs> I know. am out. One. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: thought,
0: yeah, yeah so. make sure you got
4: your dictionary out. That's fine. So
0: yeah. going into the Amazon, like, um, with pr- putting a brand on there because yeah. we have a lot of clients that have to do- deal with that. What was that experience like and getting set up on there to yeah. get started? Because mm-hmm. I've heard goods and bads. Right. Yes.
2: Love-hate relationships with <laughs> yes. Amazon. Yes, uh, love, yes. Love, yes. love yes. them and then there are
4: days, right? <laughs> hey, Google's the same.
2: Uh, yeah, that's true. You right. Know. I mean, it's all. Technology. You have to be can't friends live with, with them but you don't want to be. live yeah. without it, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so because we have been doing this uh, with our with our original uh brand click and curl for several years it was actually relatively easy to kind of you know where we've we've been doing it but so going back seven years ago
5: right uh
2: i was uh, still working full time at a different job as i was kind of launching this new product and and most of my time was spent evenings and weekends when there wasn't any sort of at that point amazon still answered the phone for technical support right i love it i know that was that back in the day (laughs) yeah and um but uh that but not on evenings or weekends so many tears shed at that time but it, it really is relatively simple it's it's not it's really there's so much yeah help and tools and resources out there and and services available now Yeah. And, um that it's it's you got to be there you just have to be there you have to be on amazon yeah and
0: then for your brand ambassador program how did you decide to come up with that what does that concept look like because i know a lot of people listening are probably like Maybe they want to launch a brand ambassador program, but they don't even know where to start. So how did you guys get started with that?
2: Yeah, this was all Madison's baby right there. She started it, so I'll let her take um, this one.
3: Well, I think like you're always scrolling through social media, and it says brand ambassadors wanted, and you're always curious on what it is. Mm-hmm. But then also, you if you really love the product, um, you know, like I'm already promoting it. Like I'm already, you know, might as well take advantage of it. It's a great way to market your product. Mm-hmm. I thought. Um, see their following, get their feedback, be a part of that. Um, resume builder, you know, to put that out right. there. Yeah. Or yeah. So, um, kind of just looking at what we wanted, there's tons of templates online that mm-hmm. you can kind of get for Brain Ambassadors. You kind of change your own codes, but. Uh, with Squarespace I was able to create a little brand ambassadors welcome, what's in it for them? So we right. get this awesome kit, yeah. t-shirt, some matches, some you know, actual caramelizer.
4: Did you say matches? Yes, I love oh it! Matches. I'm picturing yes. this like super
3: hipster like right. little kid. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing Um so we have all of that and they get a, we have a brand ambassador portals where they can go in. So if they want to do a beer tasting party, they have all the stuff they can get. So they they can have their off codes, or, right. their oh business cards. Oh my gosh, card. you guys. One guy, um, I don't know if I can say, I'll just say Tyler. He wanted to, um, he's in the Carolinas he wanted cards because he goes to mm. distilleries and breweries and he wanted to give mm-hmm. him his card so hey if you're mm. interested that's mm. smart we could do good percentage so yeah. if he's already going out and promoting it um, might as well and we wanted to make it exclusive kind of you know right. just five and then it's really easy to maintain and see how things are going we were very open like this is our first time mm. um, mm-hmm. and it's probably your first time so like bear with us bear with you know whatever right. and so far it's doing pretty well we only said you know posting how many times what that includes and what that entitles but it's fun to see how they're using it and other people can see you know we think of it as this way but hey look at them they're hiking and they're doing their fire and they yeah. Just sit there. yeah it's super awesome
2: we've kind of learned that you can't wait for something to be perfect yeah. to implement it mm-hmm. um, so our approach has been let's implement keep it small uh, to start with uh, see what works and do more of that.
0: Yeah, thank you guys so much for being on. This was awesome. It was
2: amazing.
3: Thank you.
0: In this session, we talk with Lisa Hill. She is the CEO of Silver Right Global, and she actually gives us some special promo codes in this one. So if you stay tuned, you can get some discounts on some of our really cool products—a
1: discount and a big education on what product and silver does and everything. So it's crazy.
6: Thank you so much. I'm Lisa Hill, CEO of a company called Silver Right, and uh, we are actually SilverRightGlobal.com, but. Is that silver R I G H T? It's S I L V E R I T E. Okay. So Just glad you asked, anyone, right? Yeah. yeah so okay. so right. So we were actually founded. I, I tell everybody is that it seems to be that some of the most successful companies have started because there was an issue or a challenge or a problem. Right. So and us as women entrepreneurs, um, we like to be solution driven. So. True that. I was uh, not only in the medical field before, but then I went into alternative and went into um, helping people create healthy environments for them.
7: Okay. Because
6: the clock doesn't stop, and nor do the toxins. Right. So we are faced with so many toxins every single day, every every time we go to bed, every time we wake up, right? A lot of them are invisible gases that actually can come from foam, um, those type of things. So I've been working in this industry for over 20 years but particularly in the category of functional fabrics. And that's so a category that that's mean? going to start to grow, like, yeah. right? Yeah. So that means that we are kind of at a point in our life where we want everything to work for us. We don't want to waste money. We want things to actually perform. Right. Yeah. So whether it's a fabric or what have you. So years ago, I became a huge proponent of silver. Mm-hmm. And we all know that silver, we always say we don't treat, care diagnose, but silver is right. nature's. I believe, best remedy to so many viruses, bacteria, fungi, and so on. So I thought, wouldn't it be fantastic if we took fabric and infused it with silver? And then in addition to that, uh, we made bedding, we made pillows, we made pet products, and we made them as toxic-free as possible.
1: Wow. So when you say fabric, are you talking clothes and stuff too? Because I know that there are silver you know like washcloths and towels Correct. and stuff like that from from companies but you're talking like shirts and that's pants the and future stuff? okay so
6: right now we have products there in our in healthy home and travel and then in our pet division right so I was actually living in Laguna Beach California And I was involved in a very bad riptide accident and uh, completely obliterated my neck, had a lot of challenges with that, couldn't find the pillow to sleep, Uh, sleep, you know, that would be comfortable for me. Right. And then the other thing was I was going through that period of life where I was glowing and people are drawn to me because of my joyfulness. And I thought, golly, I'm always hot at night. (laughs) So (laughs) I could not find the pillow that I wasn't sweating. Right. And I was like. You know, I have to look glamorous in the morning for Pete's <laughs> sake. <laughs> like, I hear you, sister. too many Christmas. So looking for a fill, and then I started doing homework on foam. And I started really discovering that foam emits a formaldehyde gas. So every time you're sleeping, if it's, if it's a foam, you're, it's emitting this formaldehyde so, gas. like memory foam? Correct. Is it, not our friend? It's not. It certainly wasn't my friend but also I believe in a social platform. I truly do believe, I believe that we are all wired to give. We're all wired to help our brother and sister. We're all wired to make a difference. We just sometimes don't know how. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, as a company, made a decision that a percentage of all of our sales go to two two entities that I, I've been working in the anti-human trafficking for over 20 years. And so, part of it is there's a company here called Breaking Free. Have you heard of Breaking yes. Free? Yes, I have. Yeah. So I'm a big supporter. Been with them for a very long time, and I connect companies with them. So uh, part of a sale of, of all of our products go to help Breaking Free and different organizations across the country, Excellent. and then also for our veterans.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah. Can I, can I so, ask a question about yeah. that About that message? I mean, it sounds like you just have a ton of education to to do with your product and right. the social right. aspect of it. Here's what we do. Yeah. So, like, everything you do has got to be educational. When you're yeah. talking, like, right. marketing that, like, how right. do you yeah. market Well, and that? to be
4: careful not to make claims, right. like medical claims. Yeah, and you have things. to be very, yeah. very yeah. careful. There's a real craft here. Yeah, how do, do you do, we, do that? Yeah, so do you like like I've been in the in media marketing.
6: For over 20 years, but um, mainly it is you know when we were talking about videos, mm-hmm. videos are going to be extremely important. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the one-on-one testimonials. Absolutely. I mean, I yes. was just talking to yep. somebody yesterday, and they were talking about Amazon, and I'm very curious all the time about marketing. I said, okay, so why do you go to Amazon? You see a product, why do you go to Amazon? Well, the number one reason they went wasn't so much about pricing, but it was the reviews. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So it was boom, boom, boom. You know, I okay. Now I feel more comfortable because I read twenty-five reviews that were positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could spend an hour, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Easy. So it is. It is so direct to consumer on um, one part on Amazon.
0: No. Okay. No. Okay. But that's the next step. That's you're thinking maybe.
6: Maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, we're still we're still up in the air about that one because okay. I. I I'm a huge proponent of the, the mom and pops and the right. you know and the those, stores instead what your,
4: your yeah, core yeah. values yeah. are yeah, that's a little true. Bit. not yeah. that I
6: can't say it won't be a good thing but yeah. you know if we could if we could bless other other companies you know with some wholesale products that'd be great Right. Or, you know, direct-to-consumer as well. So okay. um, that's kind of our plan. As Direct- far as, like,
0: a social media standpoint, are you using social media to promote this? Because I know you had mentioned in the beginning before we jumped on online with the podcast, like, you know, B2B and direct-to-consumer are your two audiences. So how do you market to them, and what channels are you using? Uh, we do them all. But we are very, very slow.
6: Got it. And, you know, when you just start a company, mm-hmm. you know, you put all your resources into... You know, development, right, right? Right. And I tell everybody, well, you know, we're kind of backwards because you have to do, you have to do, probably 90 percent should be in your marketing and your media. <laughs> and the whole social media aspect, to me, is like a unicorn. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I'm on social media. I love it, but yep. it's like people like you guys that that mm-hmm. know the deal. B- yep. Business so, social
1: media is so much different than it's, personal. It is. It know. is. Yeah. Yes.
6: And and so we know that that messaging has to get out there through Got social it. media. But so far we have, you know, we're on them all. And we definitely have a lot of wonderful testimonials and people are sharing left and right. So that's exciting. Yeah. So where would but we the buy big one of your
4: pillows if we wanted one now?
6: Go to silverrightglobal.com. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's all pretty and much And for, yes. for today, okay. we have a code. Oh. If you do Silver20, you get 20% off. Sweet. Nice. So...
4: Yes. Did you hear that, listeners?
0: <laughs> Go put your code in. I'll put write it down. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yes,
6: absolutely.
0: Awesome. Thank you so That'll much. Be excited. Great. Oh, thank you guys for doing this. We chat with Bill and Ruben from Structure Tech, and they are home inspectors from Minnesota, and they have taken blogging to the next level. Even some other social content they've come up with for home inspection. Is it blew my mind. So if you're looking for inspiration, this is one of the episodes to listen to. Segments. Yeah,
1: it's, it's not a sexy brand, not a sexy product at all, but what they've been able to do with it is really impressive.
0: Yeah, amazing. Welcome to the Social Speed Podcast, you guys. Do you Great. want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit more about what you do? Sure. Go ahead.
8: Well, my name is Bill Ulrich. I'm the growth manager at Structure Tech. Um, we're a home inspection company in town, largest home inspection company in town. And uh, we're growing rapidly right now. We've got 27 employees 17 full-time inspectors and if you're buying a new house or an old house and you want somebody to go through it and tell you all the all the, the facts good, the bad and yep. the ugly yeah, that's right that's us <laughs> perfect
9: hey, that's about it i'm i'm ruben saltzman i'm the owner of the company cool. and uh oh, what bill said
0: <laughs> there you <go>. perfect <laughs> So what are some of the like marketing challenges that you guys have had, you know, just growing very fast, it sounds like? Um, How do you market yourselves? And have you, it almost kind of sounds like, are you at the point where it's like, we can't take on more business? And how do you handle it that way?
9: Yeah, that's, that's definitely our biggest challenge right now is keeping up with business. Uh, Number one thing that we've done for business to grow stuff is blogging. I mean, uh, that is just the smartest thing I've heard.
4: I love that. I can't believe you just said that. We, we talk to people about that all the time, about how really? important that is, mm-hmm. and then you just like, yeah, this is what right. we do. That's oh, amazing.
9: And you the, do that
0: on your own, or do you partner with someone?
9: I, I partnered with a realtor. I knew it was a big oh, deal cool. maybe 11, 12 years ago, And I knew a realtor who had a blog and said, can you do a guest post every week? And because of that, I committed to doing it every week. (laughs) Right, that's the key. Yeah, yeah. But you're you're forced to do it for somebody else. Right. I did that on her website for like six months. Mm -hmm. And eventually I was like, I'm not benefiting (laughs) from this. So I got to put this on my (laughs) site. Yes, yes. And I mean, our, our website traffic just started to skyrocket after we started doing it on our own site. I mean, you know, we'd get like you know, a hundred visitors a month or something. Right. And now I look back on that and it's like that, that doesn't even show up on our graph. (laughs)
1: Right.
9: It doesn't even. Come so far. It's nothing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's, so that's amazing. That's,
9: that's been the biggest thing, without a doubt. And then do you
0: guys do, so to promote that blog, are you using social media to push that blog out, or are you just specifically doing blogging for marketing?
9: It, it's it's a combination of those things. I mean, I, I bugged the Star Tribune for a couple of years mm-hmm. to be a, a blogger on their site. Yeah. So now I blog on there every week, so that's been huge. And no, okay. I mean, a lot of, there's a subscribe button at the bottom on yeah. that one, so that'll, that'll Push my blog to those people. Okay. But you know, of of course, we put stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook's been
8: huge. Yeah. I mean, awesome. photo of the day every day. You put some weird photo up, and <laughs> yeah. how many followers do we have on the Facebook page right now? I don't right know. Now? It's probably around six thousand, maybe. Yeah.
9: An number. Inspection, number.
0: inspection company.
8: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't think so, right? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of engagement. There's a lot of people posting comments and a lot of back and yeah. forth. And
0: well, it's because we've got fun content.
9: Yeah. Right. I mean,
8: it's
0: fun no, it's seeing true, the crazy can, stuff yeah. that people do to their houses.
8: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Is, how do you come up with like content ideas? Is it like you just go to someone's house and you're like, this would be a great post that day? Or how do you structure that?
9: You know, we, we started out by trying to answer all the basic questions. And I found that there's a ton of competition in there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we started realizing we need to drill down and answer those questions that people ask, you know, once a year. And it's getting super specific. And I mean, I, I used to think, well, nobody's searching for, for these topics, but there are people searching for that. And right. they might not turn into customers, but it does turn me into an authority into the resource. on that matter. Yeah. right. And I mean, like our, our most popular post to date, it was from like <laughs> 10 years ago, is improper installations of dishwasher drain lines. It's like, who in the world is going to look at that? But I'll tell you, there's... Thousands and thousands yeah. of people who Google that stuff, and yeah. there's only that's one so person crazy. who's written about it. <laughs> so the long tail searches uh, yeah. is, right. is big.
0: Right. Very smart. So as far as like blogging goes, um, it sounds like that's been a great source. But what about like you videos? Have you been doing any YouTube content and cor- blogging? Is that yeah, another
8: thing? Yeah, we do. We do some videos. So when our inspectors are out in the field, if they run across anything interesting, they'll always you know, take a short video of it. And then a lot of times we put them in our reports. So we go to YouTube, download the video content, and then stick it into the reports. But yeah. then it's left over on our YouTube channel, and then people can cruise through those videos if they want.
4: Mm-hmm. Do and you need permission to put that on there from the the owner, or has that ever become an issue?
8: Well, it's almost always very nondescript we don't put anything identified like the address <laughs> yeah. 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 it's not going
9: to include the front of the house it's going to be a right. close-up shot of a furnace malfunction right and it could be anybody's furnace yeah. right yeah. and good luck so figuring really out
8: where that was Got at yeah.
9: yeah we're and we're intentional about oh, i not, sure. not allowing that I'm information i'm sure but some out. stuff
4: is so weird Oh yeah, That they would probably know it was their house, right? Yeah, like-
9: and and personal belongings, people's <laughs> yep. stuff. I mean, that's just always that, that's uncouth. Yep. You don't touch yep. that. <laughs>
0: no. Of yeah. course so what's not. like some of the weirdest content that you've posted? Because I just can't, can't well, imagine I mean, just, like, like yeah. what you've. I was you thinking.
4: Yeah. Okay.
8: It's 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 mostly just stuff that's failed, improper yeah. installations. Yep. Right. It's lots of remember. neglect. And some of our greatest photos are standing on a roof and looking at a house that's three or four houses down and the mm-hmm. chimney's like hanging oh just by a thread right? it's about ready to fall over. Or what was there it was like the electrical that was coming into the house was completely bent over. I mean, super dangerous situation. <gasps> right? and yeah.
9: It's but I'll, I'll tell you, for, for YouTube, I mean, the, yeah. the biggest thing we've started doing this year is turning every, I, I try to turn every mm-hmm. blog post into a video. Because mm-hmm. I've started to realize that's there's so a smart. huge yeah. new audience of people who don't read. Mm-hmm. They just watch videos. Right, I want and you I'm to read it to all all of now. Them. Yeah. I don't
4: have to read it myself. And that's, mm-hmm. that's
9: what it is. I'm right. not reading it, but I'm just paraphrasing in my own words what the blog post is about. Right. And I so mean that has repurposing been time like consuming, seven years worth
4: of content. That's exactly Content, it, right?
9: How That's many? It. How many that blog posts? That is exactly it. Yeah. yeah. How many blog posts? Oh, yeah. oh, It's it's one a week for the
8: last ten years. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, imagine. it's over so 500. 50, well, it's,
4: 52 times, yeah.
8: Yeah, people who come to work for us have to read like 350 of them. It's part of their <laughs> it's, training. It's terrible.
6: It's <laughs> a training manual. You think
9: he's kidding? But <laughs> he's serious. I've picked out which ones I want people to read. Yeah. yeah. Oh my
4: gosh.
6: Yeah.
9: There's a lot of them, and it I hear the same excuse from business owners all the time. Well, oh, I don't have time for that. Yeah, right. And I'll, I'll say it again today. Yeah. I've said it so many times, but you always have time for what's important. Right. As long as you decide something is important and it's going to make a difference, you will find time for it. Right. And so that's true. all this is. I don't have. Have extra time to blog that's <laughs> yeah. I've just decided this is a priority yep. that's all hmm
0: yeah. and how do you come up with new I blog topics after all thing. of those once a week how do you stay fresh and come up with new ideas
9: it's whatever questions people ask people always have ideas i mean i've always got about 10 different things in the hopper so I mean,
0: it's user
4: generated content really, oh, and you're just turning into i mean that's just genius it's genius <laughs> <laughs> missy and i can't get over
9: it well whatever, <laughs> whatever the faqs are i mean you can that's ask it. Can we tell 20
4: questions a day? Every day all day long like just take your top five faqs and turn yes. it into content yep. whatever and you just like yes. figured just it do out it. that's really exactly impressive.
0: it yeah. It works really well. Yeah, thanks so much for being on you guys. Yeah. This was thanks amazing. For having us.
9: appreciate it.
0: <laughs> in this session we talk with Lauren and she works for the city of Farmington on their marketing team. And what's really interesting, and we've never focused on this on a podcast before, is we really focused on the social media of next door. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with that, we explain a little bit about it more in this episode and how she utilizes it for her brand.
1: And how other businesses could potentially utilize it in their neighborhood as well.
10: So I am Lauren Siebenahler, and I am the communication specialist for the city of Farmington. Oh, nice. I've been there since January of 2018, so it's been a little over a year. Ruth, wasn't that your old
0: area? Uh, well, I was in Lakeville.
10: Oh, oh really? Lakeville. Um, okay. right. I have friends
4: in Farmington, but I did the um, digital audit for you that you went through with Jaina. Have you done that yet? Yes. yes.
10: Okay. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So we did that and that was super helpful. Good. Excited to take the PowerPoint back and show everyone. Excellent. (laughs) Awesome. So tell us a little bit about um, what you do on a daily
0: basis for marketing the city of Farmington.
10: Yeah. So uh, we just got a new logo. Uh, We are city government, so we don't have a big budget. So we just kind of started with a new logo and now I'm Going through the process of kind of switching things over, um, social media, we did all of that right away. Right. Uh, we had the designer come up with social media icons so that we could ease into it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm working on a website refresh with our Civic Live developer. Um, what else have I been doing? And wow. you guys are City of Farmington
0: on Instagram? City yep. of
10: Farmington. Nope, that would be New Mexico, but... <laughs> I know oh, it's, MN it's,
1: versus NM Yeah oh, that
10: happens man. all the time We get a lot of New Mexico people on our social media oh Like yelling well, at us Like <gasps> oh. oh my gosh I can't believe your police department did this And our police department is just yeah. like um, uh, We're, it's we're in Minnesota please, please it's, check even, the location it's too cold the...
4: nobody's doing any of that stuff here yeah,
10: I know So it's yes city Or no it's actually Farmington MN Sorry that is I'm blanking on that that's okay. Um, farm or er, uh, Instagram has been my little baby, kind of. I started that oh, okay um, in April of 2018, and it's been such a positive content place. You know, I that is super I have more cool fun a on city. That's a big challenge yeah. to get yeah, people like to get yeah. even yeah. like,
4: why would I pay attention to that
10: or right. contribute? And or it's so kind of it's more light and fluffy. Right, where our Facebook page. Sometimes it gets bogged down by negative comments or whatever, but I can go to Instagram, I can have fun, and then I can take it over to Facebook and Twitter, and we have Nextdoor too. Oh, right. Um, So take that over to Nextdoor. It's it's been really fun. I really like Instagram, and that's kind of where I'm more creative, I feel like, and I can Mm -hmm. have a little bit more fun, and I could... Could just leave it on Instagram, or I could pull it over to Facebook. Um, ever since I started, our numbers seem to be doing well. I'm working with Farmington Liquors, so yeah. our city has their own liquor stores, which is a little weird. But so does Lakeville. That's I remember when yeah. I moved there, I was like, "What? Yeah. Wait
0: a minute! Wait, what do you mean? Like, like the, don't they all have their own the, liquor the stores? The cities own them." Oh. So there is no
4: independent liquor stores in either oh. of those cities. It, so the city gets. So it's not like this is a good idea. It's like no, it's mandatory. <laughs> <laughs>
10: yeah, it's you know, it's really interesting. I worked for the city of Edina, and some of them are here today too. Um, they have Edina liquors. Yeah, and they. D- there's just so much room for, since it's a business, there's a lot of room to be creative. But at the same time, like you are trying to get that money, you're trying oh, right. to get sales yeah. versus yeah. city government communications. Mm-hmm. You're trying to drive information and yeah. get people yeah. to come to events and stuff. And so yeah. it's kind of cool to be able to work on, on two different things mm-hmm. and still be creative in both in both of them. So,
0: What would you say some of your biggest challenges are right now with whether that's social media or just marketing in general?
10: Um, our biggest challenge I'd say right now is misinformation. I think Uh I can see that happening a lot with a city account like that. Yeah. You know, and there's more education that we need to do on our end of things. Mm -hmm. We're actually planning like a seminar with our school district, um, to, to do a little like Farmington 101, Mm -hmm. come learn where you get information, where you can go for information, like what kind of events are available to you, what departments are there, you know, what community education is, that kind of stuff, and how we differ from each other. so I'm super excited about that. That'll be happening in September at some point, but yeah, I, I would say misinformation is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two community pages on Facebook in Farmington, and so they're very active every oh, day, sure. oh, yeah. and they love, you know, they love to. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. They, they just. They kind of they like to figure things out on their own and sometimes it's not always right and it, it just kind of snowballs and so me being a part of the, their private pages by the way Gosh. me kind of being in there and seeing what questions they have mm-hmm. helps me on our city side like what the, our content like yeah. what what do these people have questions about what do I need to be posting on our page or putting on our home page mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so it's 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 a it's a blessing, but it's tough to, to see too, so. Right. It's kind,
1: yeah, it's kind of user-generated content in a backwards, in a <laughs> yes. backdoor sort of way, but right. that's, yeah, that's yeah. cool.
0: But that's yeah. smart, though, to join groups and communities like that so you can kind of get yeah. the inside scoop because yeah. really you're only seeing,
10: you know, on a Facebook business page, you're only seeing a certain parts of it, obviously. Yes. And next, highlight reel. Right. Next door is, for cities and counties, yeah. I feel like it's going to be... A social network to keep growing and growing because it's so, it's all neighborhood based. You know, I don't know if you guys are on Nextdoor, but as an agency on Nextdoor, Mm the city of Farmington, I can't see what people are saying to each other. I can only see what they're interacting with on our posts. And so, the community page on Facebook, I can see everything, yeah. right. you know, and I can yeah. see what they're asking and what they're talking about. So then Gosh. I know what kind of content to post. So will you explain next door a little bit for maybe people listening that don't know what that is. Sure. Yeah. So next door is, um, it's, it's a website. Or you register with your address and you are a part of a neighborhood, usually. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes there's not always neighborhoods established, but you can for free establish your neighborhood by sending postcards out to your neighborhoods, to your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can establish a neighborhood and then you're a part of your city and you are like automatically subscribed to, if that city has an account, Mm -hmm. you're subscribed to their messages, you're subscribed to your county messages. I don't know if the state or anything has that, but businesses can be a part of it. And now Nextdoor is kind of doing like a, a neighborhood favorites That's thing cool. where you can you can vote for your favorite coffee shop or you can vote oh, like for your favorite burger place. Or like sweet. Exactly. So it's kind of like the Smart. Facebook recommendations, but now it's just Nextdoor. Um, Nextdoor is very, it's more private. Mm-hmm. You don't, yeah. I mean, there's advertising and stuff on it, but there's not people like actively trying to sell you things i mean they might be finding a lost dog that they want you to yeah you know that's the kind of stuff that you find on there right we're having a little boutique come over and buy christmas cookies or whatever that kind of stuff right and i worked for the city of edina and the city of st louis park and next door is almost their their like number one source for getting information out to residents because I'll, i'll go into that a little bit too but um so say I am posting as the city of Farmington. People have the option to receive all of my notifications. Mm-hmm. They have um, the option to get all emails of my notif- of what I post. Okay. Um, but also they do like a daily digest or they do a weekly digest where everyone who is a part of the neighborhood will get like a recap of the day or a recap of the week. That's and cool. And so it's, I post on Monday but they could be told through email on Thursday oh. that I posted on Monday and they can click on it and it'll go right to it.
7: it. Oh, so it's very kind cool. of like a
10: interesting. It's yeah. it's kind of a cool tool because on Facebook I post something and it's there and you might come across it or you might might not because of the algorithm you right? never exactly. know. Exactly. Yep. And then on Nextdoor if I post something they might see it then, they might get a notification of it mm-hmm. and then on top of that they're getting emailed about it which yeah. can get annoying and people get annoyed of it but yeah it's just it's another it's it's almost more effective you know and over the last year that we've had it it just continues to grow and yeah. people it, it just every week I'm updated on how many people joined it, and it's it's just crazy to me.
0: I'm so excited you brought up next door because on this podcast we you know it's always focused around some type of social media, and we really focus on you know the big ones like Facebook, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, Snapchat. Yeah. We've never talked about next door, no. and no. I totally agree. Like with that space, like I feel like realtors, and yeah, it's just there's a whole category well, we've got there. Like, people, you know, yeah, some local shops. Yeah. that, yeah. that yeah. wouldn't make next sense. Door to might, the next door might whole next door, correct me if I'm wrong. Is is that. United States is it everywhere yes. or is it just here right now I, I honestly I don't, don't know, know. If it's, yeah that's a good question I if know it's, it's in Minnesota because in Lakeville yeah. I had
10: it but. yeah yep. yeah and, and so to
0: sign up it's free to sign up for an yep. account if you're a user and yes. check it out and as a business is it free to sign up I think so okay.
10: I believe I'm so I'm sure they have some paid features so that's how they make money yeah <laughs> and you know I see like handymen using it you know promoting Perfect. their oh, services yeah. or It'd roofing like companies like, like it's newspaper very newspaper ads and like the sun yeah, Currents, yeah. probably yeah
1: a newspaper what's a newspaper, newspaper? Um, well
4: you can use it to I'm wash unfamiliar. your familiar. <laughs> 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 okay newspaper people don't kill me <laughs> 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 that is so funny I <laughs> I used to work for the Yellow Pages, so I know, <laughs> <laughs> know
0: your pain. Awesome, thanks so much for
4: being yeah, on. Thanks, oh, guys, yeah.
0: We meet with Charity from Bam Boobies. Yes, you heard that right. And they have 64,000 Instagram followers, so she tells us a little bit about how she grew that and also how they utilize Amazon for some of their marketing. So, Charity, tell us a little bit about yourself.
5: So I work with a brand called BambooBies. We are oh, a new yes, ma- most I've most heard ladies of that. know us. Yes. So we do a lot of breastfeeding products, like you know that first stage of mom life where you don't know what's happening. We make right. a lot of great essentials for that, and then some baby products. Um, so. I'm the social and digital manager of the brand. Okay. And newer to the brand, I started with the company maybe four months ago. So still kind of getting my feet wet, figuring everything out. Yeah. And we're really primarily focused on e-commerce. That's really a big part for us. We are in some stores. You'll see us in Target. I was going to I think I saw you in Target. Yeah. I was like, oh my
4: gosh, I know them. Yeah. So it's I definitely excited. trying
5: to branch out, you know, always trying to get yeah. that shelf space. But e-commerce is big for us. And then so digital marketing is huge for us. Right. So i love to kind of pick your guys' brains on that. Yeah. Excellent. So, what
0: would you say are some of your the the best performing digital areas that you're doing right now? Is it more
5: more from social? Is it Amazon? I guess are you guys on Amazon? We are on Amazon. Okay. That is a huge focus for us. So we have a Shopify site and then okay. we are sure. also on Amazon. Logistically, okay. Amazon is easier for us to fulfill just okay. as far as like actually shipping product. I think that's the first time we've heard somebody say that. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Have okay, have a good experience. With that
4: makes total sense that they handle the fulfillment. That's got to be a big piece of it. So, okay.
5: Yeah. I mean, the shipping is part of the issue with our warehouse just being able to like like get everything out and such. Right. And I mean, it's not ideal because with Shopify, you get a lot more control. With Amazon, you have tons and tons okay. of hurdles. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's an ever changing, right? It's digital. It's just like any other platform that you're on. It's ever changing. So it's been a struggle for us. Uh, Shopify that's is much more controllable because we own it. Right. We, right. We can claim it. Yeah. We can retarget people from come to our site. Right. Uh-huh. So that's where I'd like, our focus to be—I mm. don't make the decisions, so <laughs> I just kind of, you know, run with what goals are. You and know, share and your opinions, yeah, see if Yep. 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 Uh, but we have both of
0: those platforms. Got it. Um, and then, are you doing like pay per click and SEO for the site? Mm-hmm. And what is? How do you basically? How do you make everything work together in a well-oiled right. machine? Right. Yeah. So
5: that's my job. <laughs> is to make sure everything is working together in a well-oiled machine. Yep. Yep. So yes, we do PPC primarily through Google. We have AdWords, display ads, shopper ads. And then also partnering that with Facebook, Instagram. Recently started looking at Pinterest as a possibility, oh, yeah, too. Yeah. Really excited for that opportunity. And then we do some paid stuff on Amazon itself. So right. just like paid search on Amazon. Nothing mm-hmm. with like Amazon display yet. But God. I would say Google and Facebook primarily take our paychecks. Yeah, right. so. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah like the paychecks. entire yeah. check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. a portion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so...
0: Um, and then, do you guys do anything with influencers or mm-hmm. mommy? I think mommy yeah. bloggers oh, yeah. would be a huge yeah, area here. Yeah, that's huge. For and us. what does that partnership look like?
5: So it's a lo- we're really lucky we're in a space where a lot of moms come to us and they've heard about the brand. They are already an influencer. Now they're pregnant. They're looking at mom brands and they want to partner with us, which is awesome. So we've been able to really cost-effectively work with influencers. Sure. A lot of right. times we can just send them product to review. They're happy to post and talk about the brand. Uh, we've done some really big name influencers, a lot of housewives like Ali Fedotowsky, who I had never heard of because I don't want any of the real housewives. <laughs> right. but we've done some like bigger name ones, ones where you're spending a little bit more money. When I started with the brand, I really push towards let's do more micro where we can get a little bit more cost effective. Mm-hmm. If you look at really the cost per engagement at like the higher level versus the lower level, you really have to ask what's the investment? Do you just want the name recognition or do you right. want to get engagement? So we've kind of shifted more towards I would say Instagram followers of like ten thousand to like a hundred thousand. Okay. So God. Not a, nothing like millions, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and you guys
0: yourselves have 44,000 followers on Instagram. How did you get to that number? And what did you do to grow it?
5: Well, so that's legacy. So I kind of just jumped on the bandwagon, yeah. which I was really, really lucky. You know, what's funny is that we actually have 140,000 on Facebook. Oh, is so, that all? Yeah. We started just on Facebook. Just casual Just yeah, 140. <laughs> it's interesting to me that like Instagram hasn't really caught up to that. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny how you're seeing now there's a is lot more competition. Is it a demographic and... thing, do you
4: think, that that younger audience is now getting um, to that point of
5: having kids and yeah. maybe that's becoming more relevant to them? I think part of it is that the competition is different. So okay. I think when we were really quick to adopt digital and Facebook especially, so we were really quick okay. to grow. And now with Instagram, I think a lot of brands jumped on all at once. And so there's a lot more competition. And we've noticed that just within like our paid ads too, like last year to this year, we've had a lot more competition. And it's kind of like everybody's starting to do what we were already doing. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. That's,
1: that's really profound insight that's good oh, thank you, good to you. <laughs> <laughs> drop. Trying
5: to do a lot of research so.
0: <laughs> um, as far as like your co- competitors and stuff because you mentioned you know mm-hmm. that's they're picking up in the space more how do you compete against them with obviously you know your products but on social and digital i'm just thinking about you know pay-per-click and bidding against Mm -hmm. them and even social media, them growing maybe faster than you are. What do you do to keep up with all that?
5: I think our big thing is we really focus on the community. So really trying to engage with moms, talk to moms, start a conversation. And we get awesome feedback from moms. Like just, they really like the brand because we're so real. We're not this like, we're a perfect Pinterest mom. We're no, we're Amazon prime mom. Like (laughs) we want it now. We need it to work. We need it to be affordable. Right. So I think that realness really comes across so our authenticity is there and that's been really huge for us.
4: Which also leads to using influencers that maybe aren't as big name as because it Mm -hmm. it does take away from the authenticity of the brand in my opinion please don't shoot me but it's just you know the bigger you you get the less like are you getting
0: paid for this the more like I say the bigger you get too is they, it seems to be more like stylized the, right. the photos you get mm-hmm. which don't sometimes always look the most natural organic, yeah. then you're, the you're, real if, if, right. if, if you have yeah.
1: to ask the question does this person really use this product then, <laughs> <Right>. you, then <laughs> your you're supposed to do it yeah yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, Yeah, that's that's definitely a big thing for us. It's like we don't need mom to look perfect when she's using this because that's not real. Yeah, that's I was (laughs) gonna say. It's not real life. (laughs) Yeah. Is there any other digital
0: areas that you guys are doing and like maybe thinking about diving into but haven't yet? Like I mentioned,
5: Pinterest is a big one. We have a presence there, but we've not done paid before. So that's something that we're looking at as an opportunity and really comparing it, you know, cost per click and also cost per conversion, looking at the more like lower funnel activity to see how does it compare to Facebook. I love that. It's so cool because I feel like each of these sessions, we focused on different things. Like this one was more about the influencer
0: side of the business. Mm -hmm. Last one was next door. So this was great. Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, definitely.
5: Thanks guys. Appreciate it.
1: So we also talked to Tracy and she just, literally just launched a brand called french detours and she wants to help people as they travel to france uh see more of france than just the eiffel tower she says and she's also working on connecting small farmers and small vendors in france with consumers in the united states to buy authentic french products it was it was quite the education about france
0: i want to say we oui, wee. Oui. is that cheesy <laughs> no. i just did <laughs> <laughs> I'm
11: Tracy Parent, uh, Tracy Parent Nelson, but Nelson's not very French. Um, I'm a former French teacher, and I decided after many years of um, staying home to start a blog um, about uh, most people go... To France, It's the most visited country in the world, but most people go to Paris, and then they check it off the list. And what they miss is the rest of France. Oh, my gosh. So there are actually 13 different regions, and each has its own flavor. And I want to encourage people to have the courage, after seeing the Eiffel Tower, you have to see that, to go to one of the other regions or several and see oh. the really cool, authentic, what makes France the land of, you know, joie de vivre. So wow, I feel like we should take a trip just so we can really capture what you're okay, talking about. Okay, sure, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm also doing an online boutique of French products, which I absolutely have oh. always loved. I'm a little bit of a shopaholic, so okay. why not?
4: Yeah. yeah. So how are you getting the product?
11: Well, really, they're going to be, I, I travel to France quite frequently, and oh. um, I decided to meet small artisanal kind of uh, vendors and do videos of how they make the regional specialties and then if they want to sell things to um, the American market there a lot of them are very small producers but it's just a drop ship thing so Mm -hmm. you see the picture you love it and it'll come directly from the um, manufacturer or the artisan to your home wow and what's the name of the French detours Oh, so FrenchDetours.com, FrenchDetours.com. Yes, all right. All right everybody better go there. Any
7: commerce site then? Is that is your primary goal to educate people, or is your primary goal to to sell some products? Both, really.
11: So <laughs> they, I, I figure it's got three components. Um, one of them being the boutique,
7: mm-hmm. and
11: the other two, um, educational. Like you say, here's a sample itinerary. Here's all the cool places you can plug yeah. it in your GPS, and off you go. <laughs> and a video component to show people kind of an overview to put people at Ease and the education of if you don't make it to this artisan, uh, this is what they do. This is why it's important, and I think yeah. it just is a good invitation as well because people are um, it, they see the passion and the expertise and the quality, and they go, "I want to go there."
4: Well, <laughs> and especially in Minnesota, where everybody is really hooked on that locally made. <laughs> yes, you're making exactly. that. You're making the world such a small place yeah. by mm-hmm. pulling those people, you know, into you know, our little world, that's, a, that's just amazing. I love it. Oh,
7: that's great, and then, so tell us a little bit about how you've built the company so far. Have you tried any type of marketing before? Or have you been writing some content? or? Brand new, fresh, just started.
11: Um, Well, actually, I did begin a bit ago with a a website called France Artisanal, which Mm -hmm. was just the videos with a little background story. And I realized that kind of wasn't enough. And um, so I've started a a little bit on Instagram, a little bit on Facebook, but I Mm -hmm. just decided to add a little bit more to round it out. So that part's brand new. But I do have uh, Instagram and Facebook that I post really regularly, and I do a little bit of a blog to kind of give... more fresh new stories all the time.
7: I would say if you're you're just starting out, um, have you figured out a a content strategy yet or is that still on the plate? Still on the plate. All right, great, Um, (laughs) then I can help. (laughs) So what I was gonna say is if you're just trying to start out with something like this, then it sounds like you do have a couple of different areas you wanna target. Um, but when you're looking at your blog writing, um, first by setting out kind of a, a strategy, you know, mm-hmm. what you want to write and and having a purpose to writing that specific blog. Sometimes the purpose might just be you really want to write about it because it's something you care about, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of times keeping in mind your search audience can be beneficial. So I would say if you look forward at, you know, what you're going to write for the next maybe couple months to start out, um, write some things that are going to be a mixture of what we call evergreen content, things like seven things you shouldn't miss when you're in France, you know, 10 things to do other than the Eiffel tower, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's going you know, to work no matter what. People are going to be searching for, you know, what should I do on my trip to France? Um, so those types of things are great. But then also here and now content. Something that's relevant just in this moment. Maybe there's a big news piece or maybe uh, there's the Bastille a event yeah, Bastille. Or, event. Yeah, something right. like that. Making sure that you have a mixture of those two pieces of content. And you're, you're, you're kind of releasing them. You don't do all here and now stuff or all evergreen stuff. But doing a mixture of both. And you'll start mm-hmm. finding that um, that viewership will grow early on. You're likely not to get a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But having some of that evergreen content there early on will, means that when so- people start finding you in six months or nine months, they might go back and read through those other articles you've already written.
4: Well, and making sure those articles are titled in a way that it matches what a search re- uh, question would, somebody would type in. So really, and I think beginning answering a question is probably a pretty strong strategy because that gives your blog the opportunity to come up as the answer. Okay. So that would be another tip there.
7: And you can focus on areas that you have expertise that others might not, like unique Mm -hmm. things to do outside of Paris. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of that, um, because a lot of what's out there, all the content out there is going to be for those heavy touristy spots right? so helping people get off the beaten path um, mm-hmm. and, and adding in a lot of that content could be, could be relatively unique at least to an American audience right? Um, so that can be really beneficial to, to growing that audience and when you create that you can also share that through Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. and again start growing those audiences there and that piece is just takes time doesn't take mm-hmm. money so the other things you could do take a lot of money so this is one where that's, a, that's an right. easy win that kind of content strategy lay, laying out what you want to write and having a purpose for it
4: okay great you know, Good nice. Good is there any other challenges that that you're having that you would want any advice on, or? Uh, well, there's so much social media
11: plat, uh, so many platforms, mm-hmm. and right now I'm on Instagram and Facebook. It's a lot to manage. Yeah. Just those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, people have their favorite. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Is there some um, uh, something I'm missing?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The basic thing I like to say is to, with all the social platforms out there, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Pinterest, YouTube, claim your name that you want for all of those pages. Sure. So this way at least you have it. But I think Facebook and Instagram, for what we've been talking about, are your best. Places to start and focus on the most. Um, there's some great scheduling tools out there. I'm not sure if we have talked about that yet. No. But like um, Hootsuite is one. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is you can put all your content in one place, and then it automatically goes out to all your channels. So you're not having to go log into Facebook, log into Instagram. So it makes mm-hmm. it a little more user friendly um, for sharing content that way. Okay,
7: mm-hmm. great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing to note is you can actually schedule it out, so you can do it all ahead of time, right. mm-hmm. <laughs> and that can yes. help yes. help save quite a bit of time.
0: Oh yes, mm-hmm. and then you just have to go in and check to, yep. for comments. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah, this was great. It was really great. Thank you so oh, thank much. Thank you guys so much.
1: And finally, we talked to Carol and Susan. They launched Sister Squad Apparel. They're not sisters, but Sister Squad Apparel. It sounds good. I know. It sure sounds good. But <laughs> it's all about... Um, it's apparel... T-shirts and shirts that have empowering messages on them for women and girls, but um, the, the story that they tell and why they wanted to start this brand was pretty impressive, and we talked about video marketing and what they can do as they're out selling shirts at different art fairs and stuff.
4: So why don't you guys start off with giving us your names and, the, and tell us a little bit about your business and then what we'll kind of go from there?
12: So Carol McMonagal
4: mm-hmm.
12: and Susan Jensen and our company is Sister Squad and we have an online store powered through Shopify called sistersquadapparel.com and so it's graphic t-shirts and other um, inspired active wear with kind of positive personal messages on it. Mm. But the purpose of our company is to educate, inform, and raise money to donate to organizations that fight trafficking of youth.
4: Excellent. We had Mm -hmm. another uh, guest actually just uh, that also uh, contributes to um, an organization that fights trafficking as well oh, so really? that's interesting Aww. afterwards all oh. they're try- here today mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah yeah we'd love to connect yeah. with them yeah okay we'll, we'll do that mm-hmm. thank you yeah. yeah
13: very exciting so what made you you know start the business we're really good friends to begin with mm-hmm. and we're both actually in the health and wellness field and we spend oh. a lot of our time inspiring people i'm a health coach and she's a yoga instructor okay. and um But we also, we just thought we'd want to partner together because we just think alike and we just thought it'd be something fun to do together. But Mm -hmm. when we decided that, um, we both agreed that we want to do something that was really meaningful Mm -hmm. and that we could contribute. Mm -hmm. And um, so we knew we'd work well together. And so she thought of something kind of simple that we could do. And it's been really fun and it's expanding and we've learned a lot. And (laughs) so Mm -hmm. now we're kind of in that how to
7: grow next. Right. Mm-hmm.
4: How long yes. have you been doing this? How, about oh, a year
13: and a half. Okay. okay.
4: Mm-hmm. Nice.
7: Good. Mm-hmm. And you guys, are you guys selling a decent amount of apparel or did you guys not too so much yet? So
12: when we first started our um, online store, we kind of pictured that we'd be getting, you know, all this buzz and traffic and right. we'd just be taking orders left and right. Um, and didn't really think about a lot of other avenues for us to sell the products, but yeah. we've sold most of our products through online or through um, pop-up shops. Mm-hmm. Um, Even corporate events, Mm -hmm. um, even, you know, boutiques, art fairs. um,
7: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. yeah, Yeah,
12: a lot less online, although we do... We do sell online, but that's mm-hmm. that's our goal of being here is right. Is not drive I have to do the road show. Online. You can actually right. just sit right.
4: back and right mm-hmm. have Take some more. fun. <laughs> and
12: I think you know we still would love to do a fair number of them, yeah. just because that's it's an emotional sale, and we can get out mm-hmm. there and really talk to people and have great conversations okay. and so educate. So you can want to do both. That's good. So to we know. would okay. like to do both. Okay. Um,
13: yeah, we found You know, our original goal was to make money to give it to these organizations that support the cause. Mm-hmm. But then once we got out on the road and were doing this, we realized that Just educating people and making them aware and seeing, you know, mothers walk away with their children and start having the conversation with them. And we realize what we're doing, that is just as much of an impact Mm -hmm. as making money and giving it to a cause. So Mm -hmm.
12: that's That's where we're at. We're all about just kind of empowering, encouraging, affirming, um, you know, things like kindness matters. Humankind be yeah. both um, right. just grateful. Um, so their message is that you know the wearer receives, and so it you know kind of makes you feel good as you put that on, and it's kind of mm-hmm. a good reminder to that mm-hmm. you know kindness matters. Um, but then people are seeing the shirts and they're reading them, and it's kind of giving back to everybody who yeah. sees right? them as well. You know, people right. will stop me and say, "Oh, thank you! I, I just needed that right now." Yeah, isn't so, that amazing? Yeah.
7: That's Very great. Cool. Wow. Have you guys done much online promotion at all or mainly just in-person events so far?
13: We ha- haven't done a lot. We're mm-hmm. I, I would say that we're both pretty educated and savvy with the social media because mm-hmm. well, I have a daughter who's obsessed with it, so she's always <laughs> <laughs> she's always dragging me along so I know mm-hmm. how to do it all and right. I have my and I've done it with my other business, but that's an area where uh. we definitely need like a more of a strategy mm-hmm. we're we're kind of fumbling around trying a little bit of everything and not truly knowing um What's the business strategy and right mm-hmm. and it felt like yeah we need a little direction on that
7: okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say a couple of things. Mm-hmm. If you're in social media, that's definitely mm-hmm. the right playground to be mm-hmm. in. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that also if you could get some video content um, mm-hmm. showing, so you can kind of tell your story.
12: Mm-hmm. We did go to the video presentation,
7: and that was great. Mm-hmm. Awesome, but, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. some, Way to go, Pat. There you go. That was yeah, great. it was good,
12: Pat. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, some, some short video content. If you could tell that impactful mm-hmm. story, and you know, mm-hmm. even I know it's it seems impossible but if you can tell that in you know 15-30 seconds mm-hmm. um, that kind of messaging people are willing to get on board with these types of things especially mm-hmm. the younger generations they're willing to just you know pay 20-30 dollars for a t-shirt 40 dollars something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um, if they know it's going somewhere good mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right. it's one of those where you know short form video content might be a big win for you guys as long as you can get that emotion flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would think that if, if you do create some videos, posting those on YouTube and then promoting them through YouTube, as well as promoting shorter forms of those on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. um, would be big wins.
12: Okay. Um, and we hadn't even considered that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, because when you can tell, we, with a lot of our nonprofits, we find mm-hmm. that video messaging is the most effective um, mm-hmm. because you can... If well and it's amazing well how up. long a person
4: will watch a video. I mean you can do right. even longer videos I, when it's when it is a story that's emotional and that mm-hmm. people resonate with and mm-hmm. wanna be involved in and, and you know, yeah. and people want to be socially responsible, so mm-hmm. making it easy for them to do that is is a key. Well, we
13: find that you know even at our shows, yeah, um, mm-hmm. we see that a lot. They really want; they do not want to walk by. They want to do something, which yeah. So yeah. that makes
7: sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. anytime you can you can build that emotion through some short mm-hmm. content like that. It's it's gonna be a win.
13: What do you think about um, putting a video like that on the website? Now I know you talked about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I never know, like, does that affect the loading of the video, of the website? It, it can, so you mm-hmm. want
10: to be careful. Um, yeah, mm-hmm.
7: it depends on how you do it. Um, mm-hmm. If you're uh, just embedding, say, a YouTube video and you're, and you're mm-hmm. you know, bringing it in, usually that won't slow down the speed of the site too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're placing it flat on the page and, you know, and you're not embedding it through a third party and it needs to load the entire video, yep, that can be a, a, a rough way to go. But if you're using a third party like Vimeo or YouTube mm-hmm. to host it and then just you know putting mm-hmm. that on the page it shouldn't be too bad mm-hmm. that said i would say um whenever you, when you put a video on the page you can go to google and you can run a quick page p test mm. um mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. double check okay to make sure that yeah. doesn't slow things down a little bit too much mm-hmm. well that's good i would say the other thing is um have you guys do you guys have analytics of some sort installed on your website to track shopify has yeah.
13: has great analytics i
7: just in- mm-hmm. i just
13: installed google analytics this okay, week good. so I've just started kind of figuring that out I realized mm-hmm. we've had this website and all of a sudden I looked at it and I, went, I was looking at all these blog posts and I'm like oh my gosh I don't have the meta title and the meta mm-hmm. like all this stuff <laughs> so I was educating myself and thinking wow I need some help but I'm trying
7: <laughs> and that's, that's important as long as as long as long you're right. trying to learn you know yeah. you have to start somewhere right. um, mm-hmm. but I would say that having that analytics installed and, and making sure that it's, it's tracking the information you want mm-hmm. um, is going to be beneficial long term because then you'll know yes this blog post we wrote about human traffic and got a lot of got a lot of people there um and some of them went and and made purchases or you know we we released this you know these five blogs and you know nobody made purchases off of those or or they weren't Mm -hmm. as trafficked as others so knowing uh being able to kind of take a look and understand what kind of content is driving people to your site and then driving them to take that action of purchasing some clothing that you Mm -hmm. want is really beneficial the other benefit of having um Analytics installed now is you can retarget people with advertising if you want to. Uh, doing something similar mm-hmm. with, uh, you can install the Facebook pixel on your website, um, and that would mm-hmm. allow your website to communicate with Facebook and pass information back and forth, uh, so then you could uh, end up targeting people who follow you on Facebook, or people who have mm-hmm. look-alike audiences to so mm-hmm. your website, You can so you can actually, somebody who's been to your website, you can show them ads on Facebook, even if they're not a Facebook fan, so having those um, those in place to collect and pass information uh, is again gonna be a, a long-term benefit for you and help you understand what's working and what's not, so you can more direct right. your, your efforts as you go.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm yes thank you very much for, for being on this was great wow. oh well, thank, well, thank you. you so much yeah we really enjoyed it
0: all the links of all these amazing businesses we will feature in the show notes and also we gotta give them shout outs on social media so we'll make sure we include all the links to that as well at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP91 make sure to subscribe to the Social Feed Podcast with Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player to get a brand new episode delivered right to you every Wednesday thank you all and we will see you next week
1: And we'll include links to Hubbard Digital Academy. We haven't announced our next one yet, but we are already starting to plan the next one. So stay tuned for more details on that. Love it. The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by
9: Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.
0: This episode is sponsored by Popcorn. Throwing a party and looking for a unique and delicious tasty treat? Weddings, company parties, corporate thank you gifts, whatever the occasion, Popcorn has a perfect complement to your event. Over 70 flavors to choose from. Call or go online to order. Popcornmn.com.